that you don't have no black cats, no Roman candles or screaming memes? No. Oh, come on, man. You don't got no lady fingers, buzz buttles, snicker bombs, church burners, finger blasters, gut busters, zippity doodahs, or crap flappers? No, I don't. You're gonna stand there owning a fireworks stand and tell me you don't have no whistling bungholes, no spleen splitters, whisker biscuits, honky lighters, hoosker doos, hoosker don'ts, cherry bombs, nips of dazers, with or without the scooter stick, or one single whistling kitty chaser? No. Because snakes and sparklers are the only ones I like. That's right. That's what I'm getting from my kids, whistling kitty chasers. Going to the fireworks stand this weekend. <laughs> you got to go with the scooter stick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, clearly. It's worth the extra dollar. Trust us. So please welcome back to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, always welcome guest, Christina Sandifer, Executive Vice President um, at the Goldwater Institute. Also develops policies and litigates cases, advancing health care, freedom, free enterprise, private property rights, free speech, and taxpayer rights. And is the co-author with Tim of the book Cornerstone of Liberty, Private Property Rights in 21st Century America, which is well worth a read. Christina Sandifer. Hey, Christina, how are you? Hey, guys. Good. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So tell us about this super exciting case you're working on. Oh, my gosh. So you will not believe this. The city of Pacific Grove, California, which is in Monterey County. Beautiful. Literally raffling off people's property rights. Do tell. <laughs> so... You know, it, it's a coastal, you, you were starting to say, it's beautiful coastal town, popular place for people to visit. Uh, so sometimes people rent out their homes, their rooms in their homes to overnight guests. Sometimes they use Airbnb or HomeAway, online platforms. Um, and, you know, people do that to be able to pay the mortgage, to be able to keep their homes. One of our clients uh, had to rent out her home after her mother was put into assisted living care and they couldn't keep up with the bills. So very common practice um, suddenly, one day, the bureaucrats in Pacific Grove woke up and decided that they didn't want more than 15% of homes in Pacific Grove to be rented out. Just pulled that number out of their hat, and what they did is they held a public lottery. And they had everybody that had permits and had been promised by the city that they would be able to rent as long as they wanted, as long as they didn't cause problems, rounded them up, put them in a room, got one of those bingo machines where they pulled the balls out and and decided who got to keep their rights to rent their homes. Okay, so I I, I want to stop you real quickly because we're we're kind of glossing over the fact that at some point the government permitted people to say take a hundred bucks to let somebody sleep there for a couple of yeah, nights. Yeah, it, I would have. It's my house. Before this whole Airbnb thing and everything started, I would have just assumed if I own a home. If I want to tell somebody, hey, yeah, you could you could stay at my house instead of a hotel if you want for three hundred bucks, I could do that all day long. It's my damned oh, yeah. house, right? Well, but you know, people don't understand that they don't think about the fact that you know, home sharing. This is this is a long-standing American tradition. People have been renting out their homes to overnight guests or allowing somebody to you know crash on their couch forever, right? This is this is the part of the fundamental right to be able to own and use your property as you see fit. So you're right. It's it's bad enough. Or for me to couch surf among friends during a difficult portion of my life. Exactly. So yeah. you're right as an American. So anyway, the government is permitting us to let somebody stay over in the first place. But then they decided they don't want it anymore, which brings us to our bingo ball lottery. Yeah. And I mean, look, it's California, right? So it's you got to expect. I mean, you're going to have to ask Big Brother, may I, uh, before before you use your property. That's that's sort of par for the course. But that's what these homeowners did. They did the responsible thing. They went, they filled out their form, they paid 
the government, you know, they told them what they were doing. Some of these people put in tens of thousands of dollars to fix up their homes because when you think about it, when you're renting your home out to overnight guests, this has got to be a really nice property. Oh, yeah, nobody's renting to stay in my home right now. I guarantee you. They would pay to get out. (laughs) Mine either. So, yeah, so one day, so they were promised that they would be able to keep these permits so long as their guests didn't cause problems. Their guests never caused any problems, and yet one day bureaucrats just decided we're going to raffle off these property rights. We're going to decide that some people who have been renting for years and put substantial amounts of money into those rentals uh, now suddenly, overnight, lose their right to rent their property. Okay, so uh, what, one thing that confuses me, and we're trying to be fair and balanced here, is, uh, generally the concern is, on the other side, is, well, if everybody in my neighborhood is renting out their house and they're in, a, in effect become hotels and I got all these strangers coming and going and people partying like they do on vacation and everything like that, but you're saying there were no troubles, there were no problems, there were yeah. there was no traffic, partying, trash, crime, etc. Right? Certainly exactly among the individuals. Right. Yeah. Right. That's exactly right. Well, and here's what's so ironic. I mean, nobody wants to live next to a nuisance property, right? But what, what's ironic is that if there are occasionally guests are going to cause problems, you know, long-term renters or um, you know permanent residents of homes also cause problems. Absolutely. Instead, instead of targeting those problems. Instead of enforcing noise ordinances, enforcing trash and traffic ordinances, they have this random lottery where they're pulling people out of a hat. And what that means is that people who have racked up complaints, people who have caused nuisances and problems, some of them got to keep their licenses. People like our clients who have never had a complaint since they've been renting and have been good citizens and good neighbors and are just trying to make enough money to keep their homes, because let's face it, it's expensive to live in Pacific Grove, California, uh, they lose their licenses. So it's not, you know, people can understand. I'm a Capitola man. Pacific Grove's a poor man's Capitola. Snob. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, So I'm trying to figure out the mindset of this. Is this the kind of progressive mindset of, you know, we just need to control everything, and what if something bad did happen? So we better come up with the rules before anything bad happens or did the the bed and breakfast hotel people get to them and they're trying to outlaw competition good one well we do see that that happens a lot i mean a lot of times these growing restrictions on home sharing are the result of you know the, the the competitors right the hotels or the bed and breakfasts that don't like the competition because let's face it home sharing gives people more choices lower costs um and it's the uber of houses Yeah, so rather than innovate and give the customers what they want, a lot of times people just like to make it illegal to compete. So so that certainly happens a lot. But but I also do think that there's this mentality that, you know, you brought it up in regards to even getting a permit in the first place to be able to allow someone to stay in your home. The idea is that rather than assume people should be free to use their property as they see fit until they cause a problem – we say, well, gosh, you know, we, we could. Maybe overnight guests are, you know, it might turn it into a party house. So rather than... If they do, then people, deal with it on that level. Good exactly. God. Yeah. I've always exactly. hated, since I was a little kid, I've always hated zero tolerance policies or anything along the lines of we're going to punish everybody because somebody might do something wrong. It's always bothered me. Christina yeah. Sandifer is with us. She's the executive vice president at the Goldwater Institute. Hey, Christina, in the time we have left... um. You know, your your book that you and, and Tim Sandifer co-authored, the recent edition, uh, Cornerstone of Liberty, Property Rights in 21st Century America. Why are property rights fundamental rights? I think a lot of people view them as like way down the line of important stuff to protect. 
Yeah, sadly, that's the case these days. And, and, you know, our founding fathers knew that property rights were the cornerstone of liberty. We call the book Cornerstone of Liberty because you really can't be free to exercise any of your other rights if you don't have the right to own and use property. You can't be free to, you know, to use your First Amendment rights to worship or or freedom of the press, anything like that, if you can't own a printing press or if you can't own a church. Um, so all of the other rights stem from property rights, and we believe that all rights are essentially property rights. You have the right to own yourself and your ideas um, and use them as you see fit, and everything sort of stems from that. And so this this sort of growing attack on our private property rights is undermining all of our other rights simultaneously. Interesting. Christina Sandifer, uh, Christina, at what point are we in, in the case you were talking about? You've just filed it, or, or what's the story? Yeah, we just filed it yesterday. Okay. Um, so we are, we are getting ready to, to go into court and to make our arguments. And, you know, our argument is simple. It's, it's, you cannot tell somebody that they can have a permit to rent. They rely on that permit. They have a vested right to do that. You can't just suddenly decide one day that you're going to take that away. So um, so we're looking forward to, to going into court and, and defending people's property rights. And gosh, wouldn't it be great to actually win a property rights case in the state of California? I hope Trump chooses you for the next Supreme Court justice. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> so I meant to ask Tim this yesterday. I don't know if you'd join in this uh, also. He has explained to us before how Fourth of July is his Christmas. As a oh, non-religious okay. person, he feels like... He feels like this. The, these are Tim's words as a non-religious person. Well, uh, an out and proud atheist. He he thinks Christmas is where people go around and pretend they believe all this stuff and make a big deal out of it. Some and, uh, once a year. Um, he said Fourth of July is like 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 his Christmas where everybody pretends that they care about their co- country and freedom, and he actually does. Ah. But a whole bunch of other people pretend. Oh, on that so it's day. annoying to him. Yeah. Yeah. No, you so know, he enjoys I, it. Oh, okay. he, enjo- he enjoys it once a year. It's like if you're religion, you religious, you like on Christmas. Hey, everybody's paying attention to what I'm into. I like this day. I've known on, plenty of religious people who are annoyed by it, though. That's that's why I brought that up. On, so I didn't know how purist he was. On Fourth of July, he likes the idea. Hey, everybody's paying attention to what I care about: freedom and America and the founding and everything. Or at least kinda. Do you join in that? Well, you know, I love the Fourth of July. It's my favorite holiday. But I will say, I, I hear a lot of people that think like us say. Gosh, you know, it, people should be spending the day reading the Declaration of Independence and contemplating our rights, and instead all they're doing is they're out there in the pool. Blowing their fingers their off. <laughs> but you know what? That is why we fight. That is why our founding fathers fought. That is why we fought a revolution. That's why we go to court and fight every day. For your so right we can lose an eye on swimming rights. <laughs> but, you know, so I love that people take the day off and they do whatever they want with it. That's what the country's supposed to be about. One, one final question. Do you or Tim insist on saying Independence Day instead of the 4th of July? You know, yeah, right. This is like Christmas. Because we have, literally, we have listeners, even now, typing angry emails saying, it's not the 4th of July that's a date, it's Independence Day. It is the difference between Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, isn't it? I I will say, I prefer Independence Day. I'm a little old school that way, but I believe in your right to be able to say 4th of July. Not me. (laughs) That's not free speech, it's hate speech. (laughs) All right, Christina Sandifer, always great to talk. Good luck. Keep fighting the good fight. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, and and Merry Fourth of July Independence Day too to you and yours. <sighs> That's just an in, I, I'll never understand that mindset because I don't have it. But the so a couple, couple of people on my block are renting out their homes, right? That happens, no problems. Hasn't affected my life at all. But what if it did? I need to change the law. Well, in the balance of. To what extent does it have to affect my life before I get to infringe on somebody else's liberty? Right. If there are lots of cars parked out front, that's kind of annoying in some neighborhoods.
Is that enough cause to limit somebody's liberty? How about if it's a bunch of drunken college guys every weekend? Then you call the police. Chucking like bottles you and always puking. do, and the police deal with that the way they always do. If you keep doing this, you're going to get fined, and yeah, they stop it. Right, but that is the great balancing act, and you know our gripe is that a lot of Americans now think any slight inconvenience or just something they don't approve of ought to be legislated away. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. A bunch of great books to read about the founding of the country popped into my head, because I usually do read a founding book over Fourth of July weekend. Mm. Maybe you can throw in your uh, suggestions. Among stuff coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray, and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you. It's Friday, I'm in love. Newt Gingrich just out with a tweet explaining what the Trump thing is all about. That is about as interesting as anything I've heard ever discussed about the whole Trump thing. And I'll have an update from the Rand Paul's crazy neighbor desk. (laughs) The technical name is actually the upscale idiots fighting over lawn care desk. but Got a couple of different texts, all interesting. Guys, problem with home sharing is that they don't comply with the ADA laws, the fire and life safety codes, health department restrictions, food restrictions, etc. that are put on hotel owners. So a challenge is that the hotels are heavily regulated and burdened, yet home sharing competes with no regulation. This So let's eliminate innovation. This is really this is this is the problem with socialism as it relates to I call it socialism when you've got so much government regulation into everything you do, including sure, central planning. Yeah, yeah, central planning, all that sort of stuff. It does. It builds on itself because you're absolutely right. If you're gonna make hotels do all those freaking ridiculous things to a ridiculous standard, then yes. It is probably unfair that someone else gets to open up their house with no regulations. Right. I mean, how are you going to compete against yeah, that? Yeah, well, and, and listen, it's all about the sweet spot. It's like some of my libertarian friends are guilty of this fantasy land where they've designed a utopia and they're trying to pitch it to people. No, 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 no. Just try to make things better. That's all I ask. And we're not in favor of no regulations. Number one, you'd never get there. And number two, it'd, it'd probably be too crazy for everybody. Um there's a sweet spot, and we've passed it in a lot of ways. We're way overregulated as people. No doubt. In an attempt to build a bureaucrat-driven utopia. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting if you got into it, I'm sure. So a home that you live in and you feel like is perfectly state safe, and it's already regulated to death wherever you live, way over the top in terms of safety, but it would fall well short of a hotel. Right. You're perfect. You and your family and your little precious babies live in there every single day, but you couldn't have some guest from Montana come stay there because you don't have as many fire sprinklers or as a white door or whatever the hell. And and I can't stay in your house because it doesn't reach all those standards when the effing house I live in the other 364 days of the year doesn't either. Right. Somebody explain that to yeah, me. Yeah, that's a good one. And I'm a grown-up. <laughs> I am yeah. an emancipated man. I am an American citizen. If I decide I want to go stay at Jack's house, 
Why is the government going to tell me I can't? Right. If you are cool with that, you and I have a vastly different idea of what this country is supposed to be. Yeah, that's what it really comes down to is you got two individuals. I own a home. You're coming in and you say, hey, can I stay in your house for 150 bucks? And I say, yeah. Why does anybody even need to know about that? Now, if Jack claims a bunch of stuff that aren't true, um, that claims stuff that aren't true, is stuff singular or is that a... Anyway, uh, that's fraud, and that's fine. We'll, we'll charge him with fraud. Whichever drummer first came up with doo-doo bap should be sued by every rock band, shouldn't they? Well, yeah, I mean, when you get down to it, yeah. Thook, thook, bap. <laughs> right, good dunk, point. Dunk, yeah, Hilarious. Um, and then we got so... I uh, had a great time at your show last night. So we did a big event last night. Whole crew was there. The whole dang uh, radio show was there on stage in front of hundreds of people. Had a great time at your show last night, guys. The only thing that would have made it better if I hadn't parked in a garage that closed and locked down at 7 p.m. Oh! Whoops. That's quite a policy. I've had that happen before. Yeah. But anyway, I thought it was interesting. So we got, uh, you know, so it's an event um, designed to, uh, you know, designed for people who listen and like to the show. I mean, if you don't like the show, you're not going to come to this event, right? Right. So it's uh, so it's an outpouring of love and affection, which is weird. I was explaining to my wife last night. I mean, just on a norm on a human level, it's just weird. It's weird for me anyway. It's weird to walk out on a stage and have people cheer. It just it doesn't seem it, it seems weird to me. Hmm. Um, I find it odd. I wish they'd cheer and throw money. Um. But anyway, so you got that last night. Here's the other side of it. As I told some people last night, as we're taking pictures and signing autographs, I said, you know, everybody doesn't feel the way you feel. I look at the text line and email every single day. <laughs> keeps, a, keeps a guy balanced. Here's something from the text line. I shut you idiots off today. I couldn't take the incessant hyena laughing at S that's not even remotely funny. Give me a freaking break. Better yet, I'll change the station. Grow up, you effing morons. See, so there's the counter. Thank you for the constructive criticism. Susie, love and affection that Sir I got or last <laughs> So it works both ways. Yeah, okay. Once again, failed to please all the people all the time. So, Damn it. So Marshall did come out on stage last night to do his 10 push-ups. How it went, we have that at armstrongandgetty.com. Somebody did video it, so we have that at armstrongandgetty.com. It was very exciting indeed. Much laughter all around. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Did you do any object of some controversy? There I was understand. much. Yes, I was just going to say there was much laughter, much controversy, which we will address a little later on in the program. Conspiracy you, theories. That's yes. what I call them. Did yeah. you have any drinks last night, Marshall? I I did have I did have a libation or two. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Michael, do you have any drinks? Uh, no, no drinks. No drinks for you, Hanson. You have any drinks? Executive producer who put the whole thing together. I'm sorry. Yeah, I had a beer. But not until after yeah. after I had a not beer. Not until right. after the show. That's yeah. a real professional. Yeah, it is. Sean, any drinks? I started drinking as soon as I got there. <laughs> yeah. He, he was all over the yeah. place. Exactly. Yeah. And long yeah. after. Yes. As we went to that fantasy place that had hand-crushed ice. <laughs> and a lot of drinks. bartenders with sleeves rolled up about halfway up their biceps. Yes. For oh, some reason. Very hipster. Nice. Hand-crushed ice. Very nice. <laughs> I tell you. That's very nice. It was Artisanal, very huh? Yeah. You should have seen the glasses on, or the, the frames on these guys' glasses. Very, very hipster. <laughs> Let's come up your news, Marshall. House battle over Russia investigation boiling over. Maxine Waters is getting death threats, and the entire country may soon follow California's sweeping data privacy laws. Coming up. Yeah, I don't know about this. California passed the, the dark of night uh, privacy laws that I think I might be in favor of. Or maybe I won't be. I'll stay tuned for the details. See the video of Marshall doing push-ups at armstrongandgetty.com. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
for something at 6.30 to 7.30 tonight before, I don't buy that as an ah, argument. Ah, that doesn't make any freak... Ah, you just said that out loud. That doesn't make any freaking sense. Ah, That's the sort of excuse I would make to somebody and know they saw through it and were all being too polite to call each other on it. Sure. That's what that is. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's not like it was 10 o'clock at night. It was at 6.30. <laughs> I mean, seriously. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I look... It is what it is. We are who we are. Oh, yeah, I'm fine Everybody with it. is who everybody is, and I'm fine with it all. It, it's, yeah. How can you I complain? What? Right. <laughs> Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Speaking of it is what it is, the Republican-led House is demanding more documents in the Russia investigation. A non-binding resolution is demanding the Justice Department fully comply with congressional demands for sensitive documents by July 6th. Now, during a House hearing... The Deputy Attorney General, Rod Rosenstein, insisted his department is doing its best to review and produce documents to Congress. But some Republicans are not buying it, even suggesting impeaching Rosenstein over the documents issue. As Representative Jim Jordan put it, Mr. Rosenstein, we have caught you hiding information from Congress. Rosenstein flatly denying the suggestion, adding, I am the Deputy Attorney General of the United States. Okay. I'm not the person doing the redacting. I'm responsible for responding to your concerns as I have. So your statement that I'm personally keeping information from you, trying to conceal information... You're the boss, Mr. Rosenstein. That's correct. And my job is to make sure that we respond to your concerns. We have, sir. But your use of this to attack me personally is completely wrong. Right. So I didn't follow the whole thing yesterday. Yeah. I just I took in some of the coverage of it. And I, I, I took in a, a fair amount of coverage where people felt like Rosenstein and Ray, the FBI director, did not answer these questions sufficiently. We still do not know. Why did we get the text that said, I will stop Trump at the very end of the process? Somebody kept that out on purpose. It was it's a cover up. Right. It's just flat a cover up. Right. And as Rosenstein kept saying, I am not the one who is doing the redacting. Well, you're the boss. Yeah. Figure it out. Ask the guy below you. Ask him, did you make that decision? If he says no, ask the guy below him and the gal below him. Not that the gal has to be below him. Perhaps she's above him. But <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Until you got some dipstick who says, yeah, I kind of hate Trump, too. So I, 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 I took a marker and marked that one out. Right. Then you'll know. That's all it takes. It's like the who ignored the tip on the Florida shooter thing. The FBI tip. This guy is going to shoot up a school. And they ignored it. Who? It is not only is it not impossible to answer that question. It's easy. It'd be easy to unless do. people yeah. start lying. So but the, 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 you'll quickly become aware of that. And I'm not even convinced that Strzok, you know, is is as bad a guy as as he might be. Um, but they don't get to hide these texts from us. We we get to determine whether or not he had malicious intent. You have to give us that information. I don't think we'll ever find out. Do you? No. God, no. that's amazing. That's what bureaucracies do. That's the thing they're best of, protecting themselves. It's amazing that best the FBI, whoever, whoever did this, gets to pull that off. Yeah, it's disgusting. We, we hit this because it would look bad. You don't get to do that. Right. Well, apparently you do get to do We that. just found out last week, because the good folks at Judicial Watch have sued and sued and sued and sued again. We finally found out what was going on with the IRS Tea Party thing. And when was that? Is that 2010? It was a long time ago. Yeah, we finally yeah. got to see those papers. 
In an, in a, a democracy? In an open, accountable government? A transparent government? So a decade from now... It's a joke. We'll find out who kept that text out long after it matters. Right, right, yeah. Foot-dragging works, friends. Jack advised you earlier today, make up a, a statistic. If you have a cause, just make it up out of thin air and swear it's true, and it will be printed in newspapers, websites, uh, news accounts for the rest of your natural life. It's fun. It's it's great. Uh, here's my uh, uh, suggestion. Drag your feet. Drag your feet all the time. Say you'll get back to them. Say, absolutely, I agree with you. We'll love the, the. I was thinking about the, uh, the, the permit patty chick. Right, right, right. Who uh, the world decided to hate for roughly five minutes because America's she called... homunculus for a week. <laughs> That's because she decided to call the uh, the cops on a little girl selling uh, right. unlicensed bottled water, or whatever right. the hell, it was, unpermitted right. Right. water sales. Listen, and then she gets fired from her pot company. Right. Pot company. Listen, I, I understand you're all stoned over there, but pay attention for a minute. <laughs> all you had to do is say we are outraged as you are we are going to hold a meeting of the executive board to talk about this next wednesday well by next sunday afternoon everybody's gonna have forgotten about it and won't care by next wednesday you'll have to remind people of every aspect of the the thing to even trigger their memory drag your feet it works I want to get to this. It was approved in California, but it is expected that the entire country will benefit from the nation's most far-reaching law to give us more say-so over our personal data on the Internet. California Governor Brown has signed a measure that would force companies to disclose what personal data they've collected, why it was harvested, and which third parties have received it. Now, the new Why law- it was harvested? That's an interesting mm-hmm. question. Because um, as you were to going sell you stuff, as I was going through this, I was thinking, well, they're going to claim they're not collecting it, but they're still going to do it, and nobody will know. But the why it's harvested—that's an easy one to lie about. They're never going to say, "Well, we were taking it so that we could put it to bunch it together and sell it to the Russians or whatever, <laughs> whatever they're doing." Well, and another part, third part of the we law. want to do better, serve our customers with That's more right. better targeted yeah. advertising, yeah, okay. to reflect their interests. Third part of the Senator. law. Third part of the law demands the companies reveal which third parties have received your data. Okay. New laws. I like that. Yep. New law is going to take effect January 1st, 2020, and lawmakers say they'll likely tweak it before then. There are apps you can get that already do this. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I thought they were slowing down my browser, though, so I, I got rid of it. I was quickly horrified, became aware that everything I do online is observed by between 4 and 40 different organizations God, and thought, wow, I'll be damned and just deleted it. Now I know. Well, so far, the law only applies to Californian cybersecurity experts say the new privacy rules will likely apply to everyone since companies wouldn't want to set up two separate batches of privacy protections. Right. There you go. So that's uh, that's where it could spread That's where California has got a lot of power and stuff like that. Yep. All right, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Squawky oh, Eagle. Squawky. You can hear the extra enthusiasm in his voice as we approach Independence Day. Yeah. A lot of uh, towns are having their fireworks Saturday night, June 30th. Why? The hell is that? What's the theory there? It's the weekend, I guess. Nah, it's got to be. What kind of wussy country have we turned into? It's got to be on 4th of July. 4th of July is a Tuesday. You have the fireworks on Tuesday. Can you imagine losing an eye on the June 30th? That'd that'd suck. (laughs) 
Agreed. Agreed. Third degree burns in the back of my hands on the 4th of July. I think everyone agrees with you there. Mm -hmm. What seriously? Well, we got to schedule it on the weekend that falls most closely contiguous to the holiday season, but not afterward, blah, blah. It's the 4th of July! Stop thinking so much! My favorite firework, the one that just goes boom. Boys like that one. Doesn't do anything. No lights, no nothing. Boom! Heart attack. <laughs> You're listening Nobody to. Nobody can hear your cries because the fireworks going off. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. company is seeking crowdfunding for an artificially intelligent camera that can tell people if they are using proper posture and weight distribution while working at a standing desk. It also includes a tracker that will make sure you're mentioning your standing desk to other people at least 10 times a day. Good one. Good one. Nice. How do you know if somebody went to Harvard or has a standing desk? Don't worry, they'll tell you. So, uh, welcome to the show. The saga of Rand Paul and his crazy, violent neighbor continues. Oh, also Elizabeth Warren with a four-star uh, fib the other day. Four Pinocchio fib. Uh, that to come... Uh, she speak with forked tongue. Oh, boy. That's not helpful. Mm. Well, what she, she said, uh, she's talking about criminal justice reform, uh, which I have some sympathy for. She says, it starts on the front end with the activities we criminalize. For example, low-level drug offenses. More people are locked up for low-level offenses on marijuana than for all violent crimes in this country. Wow, that makes no sense at all. That's a hell of a statement. Actually, if you take every single person locked up for a drug offense, it's one-eighteenth of the people locked up for violent crimes, as I recall, uh, at the state and Let local alone level. minor drug offenses, just yeah. all drug offenses. But you know what? They didn't give her Pinocchios because uh, her people called back and said, yeah, she meant arrests, not locked up. She she should have said arrests. We're sorry. That was wrong. Oh, okay. okay. So, I'm, I'm, I'll, yeah. I'll give, I, I let that go. Yep. People are allowed to misspeak. No, I meant this. Okay. That's fine. Cleared it up. Happens yeah, all the time. As the WAPO says, though, um, blah, blah, blah. We didn't give, uh, give any Pinocchios because of our policy. We will withhold Pinocchios in this case and hope no one else repeats this mistake. Well, good luck with that. Um, Oh, back to Rand Paul and his crazy French neighbor. So uh, Rand sued the the violent uh, neighbor who tackled him and broke six of his ribs, which is a hell of a thing for deprivement of enjoyment of life, et cetera, et cetera, uh, physical pain and mental suffering. But uh, the uh, violent neighbor has countersued now. He seeks to have Paul's suit dismissed, but that's not all. Boucher... The neighbor also names Paul's wife and their community's homeowners association in the suit and wants all compensatory and punitive damages permitted by laws. Here's the basis of his, the basis of his suit. Rand Paul violated the association's bylaws by repeatedly piling unsightly debris near my property. So he's countersuing the U.S. senator who he almost killed. Well, I'm glad he didn't shoot him because that's the sort of stupid grievance people feel like they get to shoot other people over nowadays. As right. Some loser, idiot, a-hole killed five people yesterday in Maryland. We're not going to tell you what his grievance was because it encourages more people to do it. It's dumb. Whatever because you, me, and him, and her all have grievances every bit is grievy. 
Everybody does. We're just not stupid cowards who decide to hurt people. Not going to talk and mention his name and not going to talk about his grievance. But um, so he does this and a number of people, including one particular woman, have come forward and said, yeah, he's an effing nut job. We always knew he was going to do something like this. He had befriended this woman on Facebook years ago and started a years-long nightmare of harassment and stalking in which she tried to disentangle herself from. She moved out of state a couple of times, moved changed her multiple name. Times. I mean, God, yeah, that would be a nightmare. You're moving. We all know what a nightmare moving is. She did that multiple times to get away from this she thought was so scary guy. Right. Do we have a system? Is it possible to have a system in a free country? Where we, where we can catch these sort of people before they do so, the awful thing. Did they just have really weak anti-stalking laws? And Was it Maryland? Um, well, i got to believe even if you had fairly strict stalking laws, it's not like you're going to put them in jail forever. All right, yeah. Am I, just, I, I suppose the answer is no, you can't. Because you can't lock up every weirdo. You can't lock up everybody who says you know violent things. Because most people don't ever do anything. Mm-hmm. But God, it's, there's just something extra awful. When five people get shot dead and several people come forward and say, yeah, yeah, I've been saying that was going to happen for quite some time. Yeah. That's sad. Do we know the how he had a gun stuff? He's never convicted of being mentally crazy. He was a stalker. Do you get to have a gun when you've been a stalker? I don't know. I don't know how he got it. I haven't really looked into it. What I saw was it was legally purchased per CNN. He um, burned off his fingerprints because he thought that was going to help him get away with it somehow. That's an Or they odd. couldn't, you know, well, identify him in his crazy, crazy he's head. He's a crazy no. person. Yeah, he's a crazy coward. Stupid, angry coward. And every, I, I so I just did a search on the dude's name that I'm not going to say. Every media story I came across explains in detail his complaint, his particular grievance, as if that makes sense. I don't understand it, media. Hey, media, does that make sense to you? It must. It must. Well, and if it bleeds, it leads. They use the blood of the victims to sell commercials. Well, you still get to do the story. You still get to do the bloody story. Why are you doing this aspect of it, explaining his grievance? Do some other aspect of it. Was there any value, quote-unquote, given the current conditions, to let people know that this wasn't some sort of political thing that's the sense that i got from it because a lot of the initial reaction was oh is this what well, people were going over the newspaper which way did they lean which op-ed oh, yeah. pieces is were they bernie printing? supporters at a trump supporter right yeah. so immediately I, there's that so i saw some value in at least identifying that it wasn't this that this was some sort of long-standing well, fair, grudge. okay and you've said it yeah. well, that doesn't mean you have to go into the, all the details of his grievances right. Right, right. he was a stalker of a young woman who worked at the paper and he got in a dispute with the paper multi-paragraph explanation of you know why he was wronged somehow in the way that we all get wronged in a variety of ways Eh, justifying their grievances will lead to more shootings. Until we stop doing that, we have no chance of stopping this. On a lighter note, Jack, I know you're guilty of speciesism. Back to crazy, angry French people. The uh, anti-speciesist movement in France has been uh, vandalizing butcher shops. What does this mean? They are spraying butcher... uh, Well, you're a speciesist if you think human beings are superior to pigs and chickens. That we get to eat them. That we get to eat. Okay. Right, exactly. The fact that I'm reading the story on my iPhone... That pigs do not have <laughs> lets me think we might be slightly so ahead of them. the poor are are less uh, valuable creatures if a pig pigs would have iPhones if they could afford them <laughs> well, the, the, if a pig develops an iPhone then I'll stop eating it 
I'll stop eating that pig. I'll eat his friends. What if it develops a Samsung phone? <laughs> nah, still eating it. <laughs> the country's 18,000 butchers have been plagued by a variety of acts of vandalism. Uh, seven butcher shops were sprayed with fake blood. In May, a butcher and a fishmonger had their windows broken. Fronts of stores uh, vandalized with the slogan, Stop Speciesism. Now the butchers are fighting back, and uh, they have cleavers. How am I supposed to mong fish? They're calling for protection against the terror of militant vegans. Uh, The missive published just days after thousands of animal rights activists wearing red t-shirts marched through the Place the Unpronounceable in Paris, expressed concern that, quote, excessive media exposure to the vegan lifestyle and disinformation were contributing to acts of violence against butchers and other craftsmen. I get this. I don't agree with them, but I get it. It's not like some causes where I just don't even get where they're coming from. I get you don't think we ought to murder these animals to eat. Look, they're all holding up placards of various animals, and they're all black, but their heart is red. There's a pig. It has a heart. There's a chicken with a heart. There's a, what the hell is that, a monkey? I think it's a rabbit, and he has a heart. It reminds me that all animals have hearts. And you know, the heart is really good sauteed, too. Oh, oh yeah. I don't eat hearts. My dad, my dad used to eat that stuff. Oh, I know. Mine, too. <laughs> the Depression-era people <laughs> eating their hearts and their gizzards and their Who livers. Who wants more chicken throat? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Chicken throat. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. It's goose pancreas, kids. What? <laughs> yeah, the innards. I just have oh, never been into that. The neck and the claw and the, the tongue. Didn't that go away with our parents' generation? Nobody's eating that now, are they? We Until- have a house and a car. I'm not eating any animal's damn tongue. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.